Hello and welcome to Generation Mix. This is the podcast where a father and a son discuss the CDs that dad's been making for the son for the last six years or so. I'm the dad, I'm Neil. I'm the son, I'm Joel. And today, if you've picked up on our musical clue, which admittedly was released possibly three months ago, then you'll know we are listening to the music of Eric Clapton. Well, you, you say who... Eric Clapton is a musician that's been around since the 60s, contemporary of the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, all of that kind of era. He was a virtuoso guitarist. He was viewed as being the best guitarist in the UK. And he was part of a band called Cream. Then he struck out with a couple of other projects, eventually a solo artist, which he still is today. We're going to be listening to 18 tracks from across his career, including the music of Cream. But we're going to kick off with probably his most famous track, is certainly the one that you know the best. It was attributed to Derek and the Dominoes, but it was Eric Clapton. And it's Layla. <laughs> Layla's brilliant. It's in my top 100 songs of all time, which we did on my YouTube channel, Pock and Rop. Yeah. And the thing about Layla is it's kind of two parts. So there's the actual song, Layla, and then there's the extended instrumental second half, which was written by somebody else. Actually, probably the bit I like the most, that extended um, musical thing. I used to dislike it when I was probably your age, because all I wanted was the song Layla and, and the famous the famous riff that opens the song. Yeah. But you like this one? Yeah. I fear that this might actually be the peak point of the entire podcast for you. Part of the reason why there's been such a long gap ladies and gentlemen, is because Joel hasn't had a huge amount of enthusiasm for recording this one. I think he suspects it's kind of old man music. And I am not a personally a massive fan of Clapton, so I haven't driven it with you, have I? No. But Layla, from the album Layla and Other Love Stories, is 100% classic. Layla is actually about 
someone that Eric Clapton had fallen in love with. Now, that's not a bad thing. However, that person that he'd fallen in love with was the wife of his best friend. And his best friend was George Harrison from the Beatles. So, this isn't the last time that George Harrison is going to appear on this podcast. Indeed, he's appearing in the very next track. So my favourite Eric Clapton album came out in 1990. It's called Journeyman. And George Harrison wrote a song which appeared on that called Run So Far. I personally prefer the George Harrison version, which came out about 12 years later on his posthumous album, Brainwashed. I think there's a more pep and vigour in it. That feels a little bit slow. But then Clapton was originally a blues guitarist and it kind of fits his style. If you listen, you can hear George Harrison's vocals in the background. Mm. The fact that their friendship endured to the end of George Harrison's life is remarkable, given the fact that Eric Clapton not only fell in love with George Harrison's wife, but eventually married her. So Clapton's first band was called Cream. The reason they were called Cream is that they were claimed to be the cream of British musicians at the time. So there was drummer Ginger Baker, the bassist and predominant vocalist Jack Bruce and Clapton on guitar. And their... Best album, according to many, is an album called Disraeli Gears. And this track is from that. It's called Sunshine and My Love. And listen out for another great riff. I didn't love the verses. I like the riff, though. You like the riff? Yeah. The riff's what makes it. So that one was sung by Jack Bruce. You know, I mentioned that Clapton was 
viewed as being the best guitarist in the UK at the time. Mm. There was somebody better. However, that person who was better wasn't British. They were American. And you may have heard of him. It was Jimi Hendrix. You heard of Hendrix? Yeah, I've heard of him. When Cream announced they were splitting up, Jimi Hendrix was playing on uh, a live programme on BBC and kind of decided to very randomly play Sunshine of Your Love as a tribute to the breakup of Cream. And an impromptu performance and... Is that how I know that the riff being slightly different? With one note different? It goes... Da, 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 da. Into his latter years of his solo career, an album, not that fond of it, but I, I know this song because of a Greatest Hits compilation called Pilgrim. And this track is called My Father's Eyes. Just a I see where you're coming from. I like it, but I can see... It sounded really like default make kind of groovy rock song. I can't really argue with it, Joel. I like Eric Clapton's music, but I don't love it. And I wouldn't argue for it. And this is going to be a problem throughout this episode. So we're going to move on quickly to a track that I know a little bit more about and I will argue for if you don't like it I'm warning okay. you and it's it was a standalone single in the early 90s and it came from the soundtrack of a film called Rush it's Tears in Heaven I wouldn't call this default now. I no, I enjoyed this more because I enjoy this kind of that kind the acoustic of style ballad, of guitar. A, yeah. acoustic ballad type thing more. Which is interesting. More we've than argued like a on... groovy rock thing. Good. I enjoyed that more than the last one, but I still thought it was a bit. See, we, we've 
which is interesting because we've I, I often accuse you on these podcasts of disliking the ballads. No, I, no, no I, but I often accuse you of it, but clearly you don't. I like ballads. I love Adele. What do you mean? <laughs> Torch songs. That's a very different thing. Adele, Adele, it's piano. Ballads. Right. I like all. I like all. I'm going to tell you now about Tears Now. I don't think it's going to change your mind about the song, but there's an absolutely tragic story behind it. So we're going to go back into the history of Eric Clapton. He had by this point married the ex-wife of George Harrison. They hadn't had children. They'd ended up getting divorced. He'd then struck up a relationship with someone else. And in that relationship, they had a child. A child called Connor, I think. And at the age of five, Connor fell out of an upper story window in his mum's apartment in New York and died. This was 1990. That is sad. And that song, Tears in Heaven, is Eric Clapton's tribute to his dead son. And listen to those lyrics again and you'll hear stuff like, would you know my name if I saw you in heaven? It adds a whole weight behind those lyrics it's an absolutely gorgeous song and when you know what it was written about it makes it all the more heartbreaking yeah so like i said i was gonna bat for this one because tears in heaven was also a major hit single i remember reading an interview with clapton in q magazine round about the time that this was probably about to come out and he just said that after the death of his son his soul went dead to music so let's move yeah. back in the Eric Clapton timeline to an album called Behind the Sun. And the big hit single from that album, which was Forever Man. I was expecting to hear you say you were bored. That really surprised me. It was kind I of funky. Thinking it was generic rock, but okay. No, it wasn't. It was, I don't think it was as, It was particularly generic. There were generic hmm. elements. So, so far, this hasn't been a complete bust, has it? It hasn't been a complete bust, no. It's been better than you were expecting, I think. Better than I was expecting, yeah. So maybe you'll listen to it more. No. It's still not my type of music that I would choose to listen to. Fair dues. The next one's a single. And it's called Blue Eyes Blue. More of a ballad one. And this is my time to say I think you're going to dislike it because it's a ballad. I don't dislike ballads! Because you were only playing You were only playing with my heart I was never waiting I was never waiting for the tears to start It was you Down. It was you. 
right, wasn't I? No, I actually quite like that. It just took you a long time to say that you quite liked it, so I thought, oh. Oh, because I, I, it took me a moment to register it finished. Because, yeah, I was thinking. So anything in particular you liked about it? The guitar work. <laughs> wow. For someone who said that they don't particularly like this style of music, the guitar work is going to be what you like about it because that is Clapton's signature. And I like ballads. <laughs> well, the next one's not a ballad. It's the second pick from Journeyman, the album I said was my favourite. This was a single, didn't do particularly well. I actually bought this on 12-inch single for, I think, 50 pence from Mere Green Records and Tapes, where they used to kind of put singles that had, they got a lot of copies of because promoters had given them to try and get it into the charts and hadn't really succeeded with this one. But this track is called No Alibis. Why? I like the guitar again. Yeah. Um, I I think I picked up on this on some of the other ones, but it was really noticeable for me in this track. I don't particularly like his voice. Right. There was also this during when he wasn't singing. There was always this really annoying. I don't know if it was a synth or like. It was a synth or yeah. a sample or whatever. Oh, oh it won't be a sample. It was a synth. It was so annoying, okay. and it got really on my nerves. And it also seemed like I haven't minded most of, most of the tracks up to this, right? But this this one is what this one bugged me okay. because he's trying to be. It, he sounds like he's trying to be like poppy, and when that's not his style, and like I don't know, like the I don't like some of <sighs> Bruno Mars' newer stuff because all of his early stuff was really unique in him, but now it seems more generic and more and that's one of the things I did I did prefer about him is he had a style at least and right, he didn't have him. it in this one and he didn't okay. have it in this one well hopefully he's got it in the next one which is from the album before Journeyman <laughs> which is called August it's called It's In The Way That You Use It really adhere to the style of the first seven tracks either we're in the 80s okay that was so 80s production and 80s style and it, but i like no, the album august i own it on it, vinyl i think it's a good album it 
the thing was he was trying he it felt like he was trying to adjust to the norm that's what i said last time he was probably trying to have hit singles because he would have been interested in still having hit singles and albums in the mid 80s as a, as a 60s artist 20 years on that's not abnormal you you've become more vocal in opinions in the gap between i'm watching a lot last... of youtube reviews of songs and learn, learning things you know that's not learning a bad to thing to listen out to th for things in music and to realize why i dislike something or why something annoys me or why i love something well that's only going to help you with your music gcse yes so actually i know i rag on you for watching too much youtube which he does yeah. But maybe it's helping you. We're halfway through, and I think it's time for a word from our sponsor. That's right, Joel. We have a sponsor for this episode. Do we? We do. Who? Well, I've, I've got something I need to read out for the sponsor. Okay. Are you fed up of waiting three months for your favourite <laughs> podcast to drop? Wow. You know what? So are we. Why don't you head over to YouTube and check out the YouTube channel Pock and Rop. Pock and Rop is the official sponsor of this episode of Generation Next. And I'm going to be forcing him to listen to YouTube songs, so in a future episode coming soon, like next week. <laughs> We've said it now, so you have to do it. <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> you, you have to do it now. You've, we've said it on the podcast. You have to do that video now. Pock and Rop YouTube, the official sponsor of Generation Mix Podcast. Sure, because they pay us. <laughs> uh, you definitely pay me for sponsor segment. Track 10. Back to Journeyman, which has been a mix of a track you liked, the one written by George Harrison, and one you didn't, which you thought was chasing the hit. I don't know whether you'll think the same about this one. This was also yet, a so single. It's called Bad Love. Please, the riff's brilliant, isn't it? That is a really good riff. Uh, I've a bit of wah wah pedal on it as well on the guitar. Yeah, I was about to say, I really, I really like that pedal. I like that pedal. I like that pedal. <laughs> I just repeated myself. Um, I also like his voice in that one. 
I, di I didn't like his voice in, in most of the other ones, but I actually I thought that vo the, his voice fitted that one. Well, one I thing I didn't like was the on. scent at the start, and it rem really reminds me of Never Gonna Give You Up, which well, is a great song, but it's I don't 80, think it works. It's eighties synth, eighties nineties synth. It's no, cause it, a particular cause the first sound. Two notes was it dates music. Da, 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 <laughs> exactly, da, da, da. It sounded nothing like it. The first two notes of the synth part were da, da. in fact, the first three were da, da, da. And then it changed. But the first three notes were the exact same. Well, I'm glad you liked the track, because I think it's I one like of the it. highlights from Journeyman. Yeah. Maybe you should listen to the Journeyman album, because you no, quite I... like Run So Far. Let's head back to the 60s, and we are going to get George Harrison in on the scene again. Okay. Except this time, for the final Cream album, which was called Goodbye, he co-wrote a song with Clapton, and it's called Badge. After we've listened to a bit, I'll tell you where the name of the song came from, because you won't hear it in the lyrics. I told you not to on that song why is that you like the it guitar it doesn't feel like his song what I mean, could it doesn't really... feel like his song he wrote could... it yeah I know but I could really tell that it was co-written by a Beatle it sounded more like a Beatles song I will not disagree I was listening to it and thinking you know what I can really hear George Harrison's songwriting in that it's it felt he's got a distinctive songwriting style and folks there may be a George Harrison episode coming up in the not too distant future honestly if you had just given me that song i would have i think i could have probably guessed that it was co-written by a beetle wow <laughs> any reason why you think that it just sounded like a beatles song oh, i'm quite impressed you're obviously learning quite a lot from these <laughs> YouTube, youtube videos but also this podcast to be honest yeah because you've learned a fair bit about music generally in terms of listening to it and now you're learning about I like the rhythm and the melody in it as well I like how the gap where the gaps feel like that's where there should be gaps as well I personally really like the bass intro you don't I get didn't a lot pick of good up on that that much you, you don't get a lot of really good bass intros but that is I, I really like the guitar solo and the riff towards the, the like a bit earlier as well I thought that though was really cool I didn't think his voice fit that song that well. Well, that was Clapton singing, whereas yeah, the previous Cream song was Jack Bruce. Yeah, I didn't think it fit that one fit that well. Um, but I did like the drum beat. I thought the drum beat was well. Um, fit that's Ginger well. Baker. <laughs> I thought the drum beat was. I got. I wrote down calm and cool. <laughs> he was a great drummer, Ginger Baker. We will return to Cream for some final thoughts later on in this episode but for the moment we're going to go to another solo clapton single and this one's called change the world it's only in my dreams. 
I didn't get that much for that one. In terms, you didn't get of, in terms of notes, uh, things that really stood out to me. I lo- I I did really like the long drawn out bass lines. Like the the bass the bass it was like look at him. <laughs> it was like multiple m- a good couple bars of just one note of bass and then a, another riff to go it's, back. It's into like you've taken a masterclass note. in musical appreciation of late. Yeah, I don't think you're right, but. <laughs> Do you not like the bass bit? Oh, of course I like the bass. I like a good, smooth, or undulating, that's the word I'm looking for. And I like I, a smooth, undulating bass. Again, I liked his voice here. I And he had a much better range than I expected from well, that's, some of the previous that's songs. that's relatively late era, Clapton. We're talking late 90s. Mm. And it, 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 well, while also being unique, I thought it adhered to his style, and the guitar riffs were cool again. Well, the good next track... Riffs. I picked from earlier on in his solo career in the mid 70s. You will know this track because this is a cover version of a reggae song. He had a proper full on hit with it. And it's a Bob Marley song. Okay. It's I Shot the Sheriff. I Shot the Sheriff. That was really groovy. Well, uh, it was reggae. Yeah. And I thought it really, like, I know he didn't, I know it's a Bob Marley song, but it fits his style really well, despite being a completely wow. different genre. Eric Clapton's real loving music is blues. And the next track, which is again from Journeyman, is a cover of a 12-bar blues song. And probably my favourite thing on Journeyman. It's called... Before you accuse me. I didn't really pick up on anything. Not the g- great blues guitar work. I did. I, I did like that. But we've it's got talking, a lovely laid-back ta- blues groove. It's a we've proper blues We've been talking about song. his guitars, his guitar style, and how it's really good in every single one. But that's I wasn't going to mention it. But that's what he was famous for as a guitarist, more so than he was as a a singer. He was a famous, became famous because he was a great guitarist. It did really feel like a blues song. I was. Well, it's exactly I, what it is. It's a blues I, cover. I like blues. 
I don't dislike blues. I don't love blues. I like blues. Maybe it's one of those ones where you should find out who did the original and listen to the original version. Because yeah, I actually I don't know. <laughs> Back to August, the album before it, for, again, a proper hit single. This was possibly, with the exception of Layla, the first thing that I was aware of as being Eric Clapton. It's called Behind the Mask. Same with the drums. I thought that I, th I thought the drums were really good, really cool. Uh, but yeah. Um, Where's I, the butt? I didn't think the voice fit that well on that one. His, I, I think, think the problem voice... on that is just how low the voice is actually mixed on yeah. that song. I think I got this off the Cream of Eric Clapton CD, which I suspect could do with a seriously good remastering. One of my notes was just real style. I, d I, I don't know how to go past that, but it had like a, a sheen. A funk okay. that I haven't really seen in that many of his other songs. Okay. But I also, uh, right before you stopped it, there were there were some backing like female there backing were. singers that came in, and I thought they really detracted from the <laughs> <funk>. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> I did not like them at all. Yeah. I don't dislike backing singers normally. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a fair comment. Yeah. Um, I like that one. Final track from Journeyman next. Again, I own this on a 12 inch single that I picked up for 50p. It's called Pretending. The opening track of the album, it always surprises me each time I put the album on how much I like the track. I thought the the piano at the start was um, very unique, but it worked, weirdly. Nothing like, wrong with unique. It, like, it, this one was also a pretty funky track during the like yeah. the main part of the track. Uh, and Did I you think... have any problem with the female backing vocalist this time? I couldn't hear them. Okay. <laughs> they were they were they were quiet and hidden away enough behind the guitar this time to not notice them. Thank the Lord. <laughs> no, I um, it, I've been bringing up his voice quite a lot, and in this one, I don't think it works amazingly. I don't think it works badly. I just think it works okay. Okay. Um, and the guitar was amazing. The guitar was amazing. Um, yeah. So our penultimate song. It's our final pick from the career of Cream. It's from Disraeli Gears again. Second pick from that. And this is a track called Strange Brew.
what's inside of you. I didn't get that. I didn't think of that much to say about this one either. Uh, but the guitar, I think, was one of the most stylish and funky so far. It was really fun, but it was not as good as the others. It was the mo it was one of the most enjoyable, but not okay, not one of the best. <laughs> like Layla or um, all of the really complicated and awesome riffs in the previous ones. They, those weren't really there, but it was still funky what it had was an ostinato yeah like day tripper has got an ostinato a riff that's repeated yes, in the background i'm rather doing than... it in music yes we're, we're doing compositional are. devices in music um and the, i thought the drums were simple but work as well i didn't really get anything else so cream formed in 1966 they broke up 68 i think they released four albums in that time and one of the chief reasons for their breakup was the fact that Jack Bruce and Ginger Baker were constantly falling out. And Ginger Baker, the drummer, was a famous curmudgeon. What does that mean? Very difficult man to get on with. I don't know what that means. A grump. It's our last track now, and we've had several signature songs from Clapton's career on this CD. We've had Layla. Sunshine of Your Love, Tears in Heaven, Badge, uh, I Shot the Sheriff cover. And we come to another iconic song from his career, from the album Slow Hand, which also contained Cocaine and Lay Down Sally, both of which are famous iconic songs. But I've picked another song about Patty Harrison the ex-wife of George Harrison. And by now, in a relationship with Eric Clapton, it's wonderful tonight. It's late in the evening She's wondering what clothes to wear She puts on her makeup And brushes along So, wonderful tonight. The last track, was it a good one to end on? No. Oh! One of my least Tell favorite me why. So far. Well, because compared to a lot of his other music, music um, I found myself listening to the words a lot more in this one because he was a little bit more minimalistic in the, okay, yes. the guitar and the, and the piano yeah. and the drums. And I didn't love the words. I thought they were che a bit cheesy and kind of just telling, saying what happened. You're not the first person to say that, actually. But I I really like Wonderful Night. I love the guitar riff on it. I think it's a beautiful, simple love song. It was simple, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a simple love song. I didn't dislike it, which means this CD is decent. It's, it's, and I, you I, might I listen know. to it again at some point. Probably not. It's not what I, cho I would choose to listen to. Except for Layla. <laughs> oh, well. Um, but overall, it's not been a bad one. 
No, it hasn't been a bad one. So it's time for... Jaws of Venge. Go on then. This one, it's been stuck in my head all day. I've really enjoyed having it stuck in my head, unlike most songs. Because <laughs> um, I think it's really... Has a, has a good vibe to it that I don't think you'll appreciate, but... Uh, it is Heathens by 21 Pilots. All my friends are heathens, take it slow. Wait for them to ask you who you know. Please don't make any sudden moves. You don't know the half of the abuse. Welcome to the room of people who have rooms of people that they love one day. Locked away. Just because we check the guns at the door doesn't mean our brains will change. Didn't like it, did you? No. I didn't. knew you wouldn't get the vibe. It's the first time I've heard it. I didn't like it, you're right. But that's not to say that I mightn't, it mightn't grow on me. I would have probably said the same about something like The Weekend the first time I heard that. But I've grown to really, really like the After Hours album by the weekend. And actually, Dawn FM's not too bad either from this year. So my tastes do fluctuate and change. So that concludes the latest episode of Generation Mix. Yep. I've already mentioned our sponsor, but would you like to mention your YouTube channel, Joel? Fox Eating Nuggets. All that remains is to thank you for listening. We'll be back in... Hopefully in a fortnight with another episode. And won't be quite as long a gap as this time has been. Yep. Musical Clue is coming up for that next episode. But until then, this is Generation Mix signing off. Bye-bye. Generation Mix.